Welcome beyond the neutral zone. I am Brandon, joined by my good friends Tanner and Ben. Today is Wednesday, November, no, December the 20th. November, wow. It's not November, it is December. Uh, I took out the hello. I don't like you it. Don't, I, I, I like the hello. Like I it? like the hello better. It's just awkward. Like, See, the reason like why I took the hello glitched. out is a lot of times I start off so abruptly with hello that it kind of cuts out. It kind of cuts my he- it clips a little clips bit when it. I say hello. So I'm trying it with the just welcome beyond the neutral zone. I don't know. We'll see. I'll we'll listen. See. We'll I'll see. listen back and see what it sounds. It feels like. too aggressive. I don't. He does feel like. very. You don't. You don't think I should be aggressive? I, I mean, like. I think you should be excited, but that ju- it just sounds like, oh yeah, we already know that you were going to listen to this. Not like, hey, welcome, let's listen to it. It's like you are listening to this. See, I think I, I think that confidence is a good thing. I mean, you know, but it doesn't invite them to listen to the rest of the podcast. They've already quit listening because of this conversation. No, it's <laughs> anyway. Without the hello, they're like, oh, these guys are a bunch of jerks. I'm not listening to them. I don't think people put that much into it. I I do. If I click on a podcast and they're not nice, I'm like, that's not it. I kind of like listening to the douche channel. (laughs) To be (laughs) honest. I think the douchebags are more interesting, (laughs) to be honest with you. I'm not going to lie. Does every woman ever die? Yeah, that's Douchebags are fantastic. I hate the nice guys. I said Brenda's over here picking like women. (laughs) All right. Brandon just like, every woman just loves this podcast. By the way, this, we do have an iTunes five-star review. Uh Uh-oh. This says that it was left on December 9th, which if that's the case, it did not pop up until very recently because I've been checking this pretty often. It was not on here last week. Mm. So it, iTunes may take a little while for it to post. I don't know. Unacceptable. But this is from Livingston TK. The caption says, I have some thoughts! Exclamation point. Oh, boy. Mm. Love the show. And as a sports fan, I think you guys are on the right track. I do have a request. Bring back Gabe. He was a breath of fresh air in a show where everyone sounds like a copy and paste from Ca- Colin Cowherd. Gosh. I don't think anybody sounds like Colin Cowherd except for me, by the way. I think I'm the only one that has that arrogance it's in a here. Very Colin That's Cowherd why they're begging for Colin Cowherd to come. Yes. They're begging Gabe to come. Uh, anyway, I do have a question. I'm going to play tennis in a couple of days and would like to know when it is appropriate time to let the ball bounce. <laughs> I've always been told to just hit the ball before it bounces, but what do you all think? Keep up the great work. Love you, Lynch. <laughs> do it in dirty, bro. <laughs> all right, Brandon, you're a specialist. Yeah, you're on a specialist this. on this. We appreciate the five star review. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm probably just gonna refrain from the letting the ball. <laughs> Something wrong with you. I've I've gotten myself into some trouble when it comes to tennis, whether or not to let the ball bounce. So we're just gonna let it go. Oh. Uh, anyway, thank you for the five star review. We appreciate it, man. And we did not fire Gabe before the record. No. Okay, no. that was Gabe's own request. Okay, that's that's him. That's not us. So we love Gabe. Talk to Gabe about that. We come back, Gabe. We would like Gabe back. Don't talk. But to him. yeah. So anyway. But anyway, appreciate the five-star request, man. 
Keep them coming, guys. Leave a comment, ask a question, whatever you want to do. We'll respond to it. Anyway, today we are going to make a list, a consensus list. I don't know how consensus is going to be. I feel like we're not going to match up with a whole lot of names yeah, here. I feel like a lot of It's going to be pretty difficult to do this, but we're going to be ranking the top 10 most disappointing NFL players this season. Um, so, obviously, there's a lot of injured players. A lot of players that got injured this year. So, the rules that we made for ourselves were you were allowed to enter an injured player onto your list, but it had to be for reasons other than just the injury. It had to be something stacked with the injury on top of it, whether it's on the field or off the field. Something else had to be going on with it. Um, so, so we will have some injured players on there. Um, I don't know how many. Probably not a whole lot, but it's mostly just going to be bad performances, I'm guessing. I think I only had one injured player on my list. I think I had one as well. Okay, gotcha. It's probably the same. I think. Before we, got, before we get to that, though, guys, I, I could have mentioned this on Monday, but we had a lot of stuff to get to, so I didn't. I'm assuming by now you guys have seen the social media stuff involving what Rashad, Mend Rashad Mendenhall said on Twitter. Or what was formerly known as Twitter? I probably have. I'm With not sure. Rashad, I, I don't have Twitter. I think this actually. was immediately after the a, after the weekend where uh, Brock Purdy said, "I think Christian McCaffrey should be the MVP." At the same time, all the media and a bunch of other people were saying that Brock Purdy should be the MVP. After. I don't think I saw this. Thing. So, so Rashad Mendenhall posted. I, I wish I don't have it screenshotted. I should have. I should have been more prepared. But Rashad Mendenhall said something along the lines of, "I'm tired of all these white boys telling me who should be MVP." He's like, it's, "We've gotten to the point now." He's like, "We should make the Pro Bowl. The Pro Bowl should be white versus black, and then you all can decide who's really the MVP." I did like, see that. So that's what Rashad Mendenhall said. Dang. Okay. So and then, so now it's just taken over social media. Where everybody's like, "White versus black team. Who? What positions do the, does the whites have the advantage, and what positions do the black team have advantage?" Like, so like that's anyway. It's it's very interesting and fascinating. So here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't think in a vacuum. I don't think it's as uneven. I don't as, think it is either. But here's the thing: there are no white corners yeah. at all. So that's where that's yeah. everything else. I think you can ha kind of have a wash, which is mind blowing if you think about. Yeah, there's to no me, that is mind. -blowing. I mean, it's, it's, they it's, just there's a reason Caleb Farley did not make it. That was a corner. Caleb Farley's not white. Dude. He's mixed. He's but yeah, but he's not. Yeah. Also, makes, I did see on the Pat McAfee. The only reason I know about this even a little bit was from the Pat McAfee show. They talked about like, what do we do with the mixed players? Because I mean, Patrick Mahomes is technically mixed. It's like, does he question. play on the white? Does he play on the black? Is he not Me allowed cool. to participate? Patrick Mahomes, bro. It's like, is he not allowed to participate? That's a really good question. I don't know. There's because there's a lot of mixed players in the NFL. Yeah. there's a lot. So there's probably a few mixed corners that we could throw in there. Yeah, I mean, so. you're probably right. So here, here's what I would do. That if if I'm trying to build the roster for the white team, I don't know about other players, but I know one player that I'm converting to corner, okay, and that's Cooper Cup. I'm moving Cooper Cup to corner, and here's why: he obviously has agility and he can change direction quickly. That's the yeah. most important. I put him at slot corner. That's the most important thing in a corner, and also he probably has the highest football IQ of any player in the entire NFL. 
So I think he could transition to that pretty well. I think he would get beat on the corners. Though. He probably would, but that's I don't I don't see a better option. Cooper be Cup was literally the first white guy receiver my mind went to. Well, yes, but you, so, like, you've got other I'm just options. Thinking who would, like, Here, you can put other people there at white at white guys at receiver. You can move, but you can replace him at receiver. Is what I'm saying. By the way, is what is Puka Nakua? What what race is he? he which team? Be which team is he playing? He has on? to be mixed. No, he's, like, I, he's, he's he's like Samoan. Yeah. Which does that count as? Which team? I would count that as mixed, personally. Uh, you, you think every Samoan is mixed? Maybe I don't know. Hold like, on a second. I don't Tanner. know, bro. I don't know. <laughs> what? What's the definition of mixed? So, if you mix something, that means you got one thing mixed with another thing. Samoan. See, I mixed. wasn't looking at it that that day. I was. I mean, Samoan's not mixed with anything. Y'all are trying to get me canceled right now. Can we move on, bro? Like, y'all are trying to get me canceled, bro. Like. like so Dwayne the Rock Johnson, is he, what race is he? He's kind of the first my mom went. The, the first yes. person my mom went to. Um, so he's Samoan. So that's not black and it's not white. It's neither. So it's mixed. You no. literally just said, bro. Wait, wait, if it's not black and white, like oh. if it's not black and it's not white, then we are not going to turn this into a man woman conversation yes. and say there's middle. Okay. You're, if you're I, not white and you're not black, what are you? I what, understand what you're saying. There, what do there's, you think there's Hispanic races. Yeah. So there's a difference between mixed and neither. So like some Samoan and Hispanic. That's a good example. Yeah. That's kind of the that same. That is thing. a good example. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> it's like my like, <laughs> like Hispanics don't exist. <laughs> so anyway, let's I never said they did not exist, bro. Okay, so let's say you uh, okay, so the white team's gonna run a two tight end system. Okay. okay. Uh, like quadruple tight end. So right. they got Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey, Kelsey, whatever. George okay. Kittle. George, you got some yeah. options. So they're running a two tight end Sam system. Laporta. So that means you need two receivers. If you if you're moving Cooper Cup to corner, who are gonna be the other two white receivers? Who are they gonna be? I'm trying to think of white receivers at this point. There's not as many right now as there were a couple years ago. No, I know there's not. Uh, uh, we're bringing Julian, Julian Edelman out of retirement. Yeah, I mean, like, you, there for a while, yes. Jordy Nelson, like, you had some good ones yeah. for a while. But they're they're out now. They're gone. So, Who's My, maybe Michael Raiders? Pittman? Uh, Hunter Renfro, probably. You could probably put Hunter Renfro in there. Michael, Michael Pittman, Pittman is not white. Uh, he might be. He, he, I don't even know if he's mixed. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, he's he's not. He's not black though. You can't take him. No. Uh, I'm dude. I'm trying to think of some other ones. I mean, Kyle Phillips is in my head, but we got to do better than Hunter Renfro. Dude, dude, I thought about Kyle Phillips too. I really did. We got to Nick Westbrook, Akine. I don't know. He's either. Yes, he is, bro. Oh, West, Nick Westbrook, Akine is not. I'm Tanner, looking, bro. You, I'm looking. This dude in his what his like perception of race is insane. <laughs> he looks a lot lighter while he's playing. A weak mixed guy. We have learned that Tanner knows nothing about race and skin. Which is he looks a lot. I mean, well, yeah, he's yeah. <laughs> He looks a lot lighter while he's playing. You're cracking me up, man. Bro, I'm just afraid I'm going to get canceled for some stupid reason oh, because of this conversation. Char Charlie Jones would be somebody that I'm looking at. So the receivers without Cooper Cup are really I mean, good. Adam Thielen. 
Yeah, Adam Thielen. Uh, he, yeah, he would probably still be. Did on. you Google white receivers? I did. <laughs> did you really? And, and honestly, they're trash. It's Cooper Cup, Adam Thielen, Hunter Renfro, Justin Watson, Braxton Berrios. Yeah, we're, I, Alec Pierce is on there. Alec Pierce is. We would end up. Crazy. We would end up with Adam Thielen and Hunter Renfro. Yeah. That's that's what it would end up. And if Tyreek Hill by himself would destroy. Yeah. <laughs> so like, Gosh. who who else are we going to convert to corner other than Cooper Cup though? I mean, probably some safeties. Let's let's look at. Yeah, you probably have to take it more of the safeties. Yeah. Micah Hyde is mixed. Uh, he, yeah, we wouldn't be able to take Micah Hyde anyway. It's it's a difficult. It's a corner. There's really- one. <laughs> Troy Apke. Bro, you have to get okay. You have to give the white people mixed people if we do this, bro. Like you have to, or else it's gonna be so unfair, bro. Maybe maybe certain positions, certain positions. The black team gets them, and certain positions the white team gets. So Secondary, and we will get. Yeah. We, okay, we will give the black team some offensive linemen. They, as well, they can have the running backs. Well, or Trent Williams. Williams or, or, are there any mixed offensive linemen? I feel like they're either really black or really white. That's what I'm saying, bro. <laughs> like, uh, there's no mixed offensive linemen. I can't really think. Besides, and the reason hey, why we have Jason Kelsey. The reason hey, we do have Jason Kelsey. The reason QP why, sneak every play. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, offensive line. You can have a really good offensive line. Yeah, with all white guys for sure. But you don't. That would not be an issue. Tied in and offensive line. They're hey, in great shape. We're running the ball every single play. <laughs> yeah, and we don't need receivers. You're not going to have anybody other than Chris McCaffrey at running back. But you don't need anybody other than Christian McCaffrey at running back. Um, so, I mean, Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler is mixed. Will He's Levis circle back? Okay, Tanner. I don't know about that. <laughs> I'd be fine. If we can't have mixed people, who else? Josh Allen. Oh, I forgot about Josh Allen. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. I mean, well, if we have a white secondary, I mean, we don't have to worry about interceptions then. <laughs> well, their secondary would be white. Well, that's true. You're trying to give it away. <laughs> You're literally trying to give this away. <laughs> so. Here's the thing. Can we play? I am so anxious having this conversation. No, guys. We're going to get kicked. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. The The main point of what I was trying to get at is I think that position by position, it's not as crazy as people think other than the corner, other than the secondary. Once you get to secondary, that's when it, because of how bad the secondary would be for the white team. And now they, I don't feel as confident about receivers. They would get obliterated. <laughs> yeah, and the receivers... If, if you get, if you put Cooper Cup with the receivers, you can still compete. Mm-hmm. But if you if you don't have him, Cooper Cup is playing both sides of the ball. Yeah, there you go. He's, <laughs> he's offense and defense. Man football. We're going yeah. back to high school. Yes, we, honestly, they really wouldn't have a choice. The yeah. white team, but some of the guys would have to do that. CMC is also playing corner. Sorry, bud. Yeah, you're <laughs> running back game. Hey. They're they're both really athletic and both have really high IQs yeah. for football. I I don't know. That may be that may work. George Kittle, you're playing linebacker. Hey, no, I mean our linebackers should be fine. George Kittle would probably be a good defensive end, actually. I put him at defensive end. But you don't need him for defensive end. No, okay, you I got was some about white to say, bro. Do you got TJ Watt and Joey Bosa and yeah. Nick Bosa? Dude, you, t- you t- get- that's what cracked me up. TJ Watt responding to that post. He was like, other than our corners, bro, we might have you. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's just, like, we got some dogs on this. The corner position alone would be so bad that that, that one individual position yeah. would lose the game 100%. But and it wouldn't even be close. They would get obliterated because of that one position. Honestly, I hope this never happens. And if this if this was the other way around, if a white guy had made this comment, <laughs> he'd be dead. By the way, I don't 
I don't know anything about Rashad Mendenhall's personality, but when he was playing, dude, I loved Rashad Mendenhall. That dude, like, that, he was running back for the Steelers right when I first started getting into fantasy football. And dude, I, he was on my first ever fantasy team, I'm pretty sure. And he was a beast. I loved that dude. He was a, he is a very underrated running back, by the way. Go look up some highlights of that guy. He could play some ball, bro, for sure. Anyway, let's move on. We're gonna get we're gonna look at our list now. All right, so top ten most disappointing players. All right. I have no idea who's about to pop I up. I feel okay. I feel like our number one should be self explanatory. Maybe number one or number two. Okay. I really feel like it. Number one. Overall. What the, so thirty points is their most possible points. Okay. Yeah. Our number one overall player had twenty two total points. What? And that was Quentin Johnson. Quentin one. Johnston. Okay, he was in my number one. Tanner gave him 10 points. I gave him 9 points. Ben gave him 3. So, Quentin Johnson, the reason why I have him so high. Tanner, you had him as your number one. You talk first. Yeah. Um, Just with the expectations that he had, being the first wide receiver taken. In was the he the first receiver He was the first wide receiver wow. taken. So, being the first. No. No, Quentin John. I'm pretty sure Quentin Johnston was. Jason was before. I'm pretty sure Quentin Johnston was. I'm pretty sure. Look it up. I'm not While sure. he's looking it up, anyway, about. like just well, okay. Even even if he wasn't the second, like even if he wasn't the first and he was the second, like you still have an expectation, especially with how high powered that Chargers offense was said to be going into the season. Like, I mean, with Justin Herbert as your quarterback and just the weapons that team had, like you for him to not even through like what was it 10 or 12 weeks to not even have 200 yards yeah is absolutely insane like i would say of all the dra- I w- he's got to be number 1 in my opinion well to me it to right. me he was definitely number 1 yeah i just one thing yeah. one thing that's going to be apparent through this list throughout our entire this entire episode is going to be Mostly, it's going to be how highly we rated them, or how many points we gave them, is based kind of how how high we how how high the expectations we had for them coming into the season. Mm-hmm. So I'm with you on Quentin Johnston. Why did you have him so low? I anyway, you go. I thought he was whether I thought he was the best receiver coming out of this draft or not. I thought because of the situation he was drafted into. He was going to have the best rookie season out of all of the rookie receivers, even better than Zay Flowers. Because you were high on him. Oh, I love Zay Flowers, but I said based on the situation he was drafted into. I don't. I hate the Ravens' offense. That's not good for receivers. So I didn't expect Zay Flowers to, to have a great season. Uh, but because of where Quentin Johnston was drafted into, I thought he was going to have the best rookie season for all the receivers this mm-hmm. year. And he has been just... He's been so bad that the Chargers, even with injury problems... Most of the time, don't even have him on the field, and that's just that's just crazy bad, mm-hmm. dude. That's just that just tells, that just means even in practice, he's not doing well. Yeah, and and that's just that's not a good sign going forward. Are you still looking for that, Ben? Ben, dude, I hate how just they look do. up twenty twenty three. Jackson Smith and Jigbo was taken before him. I know that, but it literally only tells me that he was taken at. Jackson Smith and Jigbo was taken at twenty. Just look. It up, won't show me the rest. Look of them. at twenty twenty three. I did. Draft. I literally did. What do you What do you mean? You literally just need to look up the 2023 NFL Draft. It'll show you every pick in the first round. Brad, I got you. I mean, pretty simple, Ben. 
Oh, he was taking. Uh, okay, you were you were right, Ben. He was taking twenty. Quentin Johnston was twenty one. Yeah, it was back to back. Jackson Smith and Jigma, Quentin Johnston, then Zay Flowers, Flowers back to back to back, back. Yeah. and then okay. Jordan Addison, literally four receivers back to back to back. Yeah, back. I thought there was a run of them. Yeah. Okay. All right. Our number two. Uh, this is a tie. I should have had him higher, but he's done better the past two weeks, not including last week because no one did good last week, but. The one week that he had with Justin Herbert, not this past week, obviously, but the week before, he played at least decent. So I gave him a little bit of a pass, but, I mean, he has played very bad. So. Uh, This next one, this one was a tie for the second place, uh, but I had our fourth party give me some tiebreakers uh, because I anticipated a lot of ties. And based on his tie-breaking pick, number two is Kadarius Toney. Uh, ben gave him 10 points. Tanner gave him six points. I didn't give him any points. But how did you not give the man any points? So I didn't give him any points because I didn't have any expectations for Kadarius Toney this year. I didn't expect him to be a good player. So, I mean, he's been even worse than I expected, but I didn't have any expectations. So, But, Ben, you had him as your number one most disappointing. Explain. For me, I thought he could be a good enough receiver. I thought he was mostly going to be used still as that gadget player that has like just because he's in the Kansas City offense with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes and with Travis Kelsey, like you can't really focus on Kadarius Toney, which allows him to be that utility gadget player where they can just draw up crazy plays for him and he will just go bananas because he is super shifty. But the dude, not it's, it would be different if he was just dropping balls. But literally lining up offsides, costing your team a touchdown, and then he's had like three picks from uh, Patrick Mahomes this year have all hit him dead in the hands and turned into at least an interception, if not a pick six for the other team. Like, dude... The fact that you have played that bad and you are still playing in the NFL doesn't even make sense. Like, I don't know how he's on their roster. I really don't. Yeah, he's – he's. I, I agree with that. There's no reason for him to be it, on the roster. It doesn't make sense. Like, I feel bad for saying that because the dude is so shifty, can get open. But if you, if you literally throwing the ball to you when you're open is still a liability because it's going to bounce off your hands or go straight through them and the other team's going to catch it. The like, fact they are waiting for you to drop the ball. Like most of the time, if a receiver's going up for the ball, the defender's going to make the tackle. If they see Kadarius Tony going to make the catch, they're waiting for the ball to slip through his hands so they can pick it off and run the other way. Like, good grief. He has played bad. The fact Patrick Mahomes still has enough confidence in him to throw him the ball is mind blowing. I think it's running now. I like, think it's Especially yeah. after the last pick six. Yeah, it's getting people. bad. Like, yeah. yeah, it's it's pretty soon it start, it's going to start getting to the point where Patrick Mahomes is turning down that throw, even if he is wide open. Why did you have him so low? I didn't have him ranked at all. Oh, Because, yeah, like I, because I didn't have expectations for him. So, like, it wasn't disappointing to me because I, just, I wasn't expecting big things from him anyway. Mm-hmm. So, like, all the people that are on my list... I expected them to have so- at least solid to like good years. Like I, I 
I didn't have anybody on here that I wasn't expecting much from. Like I, everybody on mine were people that I was expecting to perform in some way. So uh, next up, the the loser of the tiebreaker. So taking the third place is Derek Carr. Ben gave him nine points. I gave him seven points. Tanner gave him none. Uh, probably the same reason that I gave Kadarius Tony. Yeah. Tanner wasn't expecting anything. So Ben, he was your number two. Yeah, I thought the Saints were going to handle that division pretty easily, honestly. I thought the addition of Derek Carr was going to be a big part of that. And uh, honestly, they've looked like a better team with Jameis Winston. Now, I mean, Jameis Winston's also going to turn the ball over a few times and cost you a few games. But Jameis Winston would have also won more games than Derek Carr, and I don't even really feel bad about saying that. Like, Thank you, right? Derek Carr has... Played bad and just not looked good either. Like, it's yeah. just everything that could have went. And it was super weird because it seemed like it should have been a good scheme fit. And then it just wasn't. It I don't know. Yeah, that's like, that's, the, that's the number one thing that I thought all offseason was that Derek Carr's play style is going to fit perfect into that scheme with that offense and those players. That offensive line, like, it, it seemed like it was – Perfect together, and he's just he's just not done well at all. The Saints were your NFC champion, right? That's he. Ben, the Saints were your NFC. No, that was a prediction. No, that's a bold prediction. Or was no, that, no, no, he. My bold prediction that, was that the Saints were going to get the one seed. That was my bold prediction. I wasn't predicting the win. You, I thought you had, I them, had winning them the the NFC. No, I Maybe. I think I had them in the AFC. No, it had the NFC championship. No, Ben Ben had the exact same bowl prediction I did. He just worded it differently. Yeah, we both had the Saints to get the one seed okay. in the NFC. No, yes. I had them to get to the championship. Oh, to get to the NFC championship. Okay, so similar but not the same. Okay. Um, shoot, I forgot what I was gonna say. Oh, and that draft thing that we did, I I automatically had the Falcons. Oh, okay, okay, I got you. And let me reword that. Automatically, I don't know what came out. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I knew what you meant, though. I got you. I tried not to draw attention to it. Uh, I I had to bring it up because that was I don't know what that was. All right, next up uh, was another tie for fourth, and based on t- tiebreaker. This guy is, other than Quentin Johnston, is the only player to be on all, all three of our lists. Wow. Okay. Alexander Madison. Yep. Mm. Ben gave him seven points. Tanner gave him four, and I gave him four. So Ben, you were the you were the lowest or the highest, whichever way you want to look on it. He was your fourth most disappointing player. Yeah. Explain for for me. I didn't think the Vikings defense was going to be very good at all this season. But I thought their offense was going to be super explosive with – I I thought Jordan Addison was going to be good. I didn't think he was going to be this good. And then, obviously, I thought Justin Jefferson was not going to get hurt. But, I mean, so I figured they would have to play more, like, pass coverage type defenses. And I thought this was going to be Alexander Madison's turn to take over the backfield. And in previous years – Whenever um, Dalvin Cook had gotten hurt and Madison stepped in, um, Madison was still going for like 100 yards and a touchdown. So I was like, 
I, I'm not expecting him to be like an all-star, but I'm expecting him to like take over this backfield and to take advantage of the fact that defenses can't really focus on him. Right. And he doesn't even look like a starting running back. Like, I mean, he just – he looks – he should be their, like, fourth-string running back, and I'm not even kidding. So what I just said a little bit ago about expectations, like all the people on here I had high expectations for, Alexander Madison, I did not have high expectations for this guy. Similar to what Ben was just saying. He was he is just gifted an insanely great situation to where all he has to do is be competent and he is going to rack up statistics this season. That's all he has to do is just be halfway decent. And he has just been just atrocious. Yep. I mean, it's just he has been he was gifted the best opportunity a running back could ever be gifted. And it, he's just taken that opportunity and just squandered it. It he's just terrible. Every running back that they have put in at all this entire season, every whatever play, whoever running back it is that's not Alexander Madison looks better than Alexander Madison. Every single one of them. Uh, he, he's he's looked terrible, really, really bad. Anything you want to add, Tanner? No, I mean, you guys pretty much said it all. I I on the other hand had pretty high expectations since Dalvin Cook left. We know. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I literally drafted him, and I think. Too. I think I drafted him in all three of my fantasy leagues, actually. That's brutal. Yeah, I drafted him in all three. You thought um, the Vikings were going to be really good, too. I did. I did. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. I did. It's okay. Uh, it's okay. You thought the Commanders were going to Super Bowl. So okay. you can play that. Uh, you <laughs> thought the Titans were going to make the championship, so. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> the Commanders are right there with me. Oh, man. The Falcons are right there. It should be right there with me, too. Uh <laughs> Falcons. I thought the Falcons were going to suck this yeah. year. <laughs> never said the Falcons. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But yeah, uh, I I just had high expectations for him, and he just he really let me. He's really let me. Uh, the Commanders also should be a Super Bowl contending team. Their coaches are just stupid. So and their defense is atrocious. Yeah, which goes back. To their that. offense is good. I mean, if they can get if they can get their defense figured out. Um, but yeah, that I mean that's pretty much it. Y'all pretty much said everything else. So. Um, that blows my mind. That is the last one that all three of us had. Yes. Well, and he's only the second. He's only two. Him, him, and Quentin Johnson were the only two that we had. All three. Of us. I knew we were going to. So you know what that means? They're terrible. No, yeah. So the one that lost the tiebreaker to Alexander Madison was Najee Harris. Ben gave him eight points. Tanner gave him seven points. You, I didn't give bro, him any. There's no way you didn't have none. Especially just, with how I just didn't have. Are. Expectations him. for him to do well. I just didn't think he was a good running back, and he was behind. He's got an awful offensive line. I didn't have expectations that he was going to do good this year. Even so. with having no expect, like even with saying that you don't have expectations for him to do good, he he has looked really. He's looked worse than Madison. I would rather have Alexander Madison. I, I agree. He's looked terrible. I just didn't think he was going to do like, good. I thought Alexander Madison was going to do well. Watching Jalen Warren play instead of Najee Harris, it's like, like, why is Najee Harris getting a single snap? You're right. I completely agree with all that. I just didn't have any expectations. I just I thought he was going to do bad. So that's why he went on my list. I also had higher expectations for the Steelers in general. Which Kenny Pickett being out hurts, and then their offense—they're offensive Bro, stop it. Okay, you. There's a difference between Kenny Pickett not looking good, and then their offense and as a whole just being bad. 
when Kenny Pickett has been out, their offense is noticeably worse. Like, I'm not saying it's great with Kenny Pickett, but with Kenny Pickett, it's bad. Without Kenny Pickett, it is atrocious. Okay, let me ask you this. I wish I came up with this, but I'm going to pull a line from my good friend Shannon hold Sharp, on, who's on. not my actual it's, it's Would like, you rather be killed by a ton of flowers or a ton of bricks? Neither. Suck is suck, bro. You're going to die either way it's from like, a ton of flowers or a ton of bricks. Hold on. Suck is suck, bro. It's like, like you literally just said with them, they're still bad. It's like having Zach Wilson as the Jets quarterback versus the backup for the Jets. Like... You know for a fact they are losing the game if the backup's in. Both but, are bad. Like, but with Zach Wilson, they have a chance to win the game. I don't. I, that Brandon, a, stop it. You just hate Kenny Pickett. Here's the, here's the you thing. You thought Mitch Trubisky was better than Kenny Pickett. I still think. No. I think Mason Rudolph is better than Kenny Pickett. Kenny, like, here's the thing. I think all three of those quarterbacks are incredibly similar, and I don't think there's a difference. I, I, I really don't. I the Clearly, you haven't seen the Steelers game without Kenny Pickett. I have, and I've seen him with Kenny Pickett. He, he looked, they looked just as bad with Kenny Pickett. They've had one game with 400 yards this year, and they only with scored... With Kenny Pickett. Yes, and... The first game without their awful offensive coordinator. And I, then Kenny Pickett immediately gets hurt after that game. The offensive coordinator was not the issue. Okay. Dude, how many points did they score in that game? 17? Something like that? Like, the, like they're just... The offense is bad, Ben. It's just bad. Like, I, I don't... I don't know... What else Their offensive you? line is atrocious. Yes, I agree with this. So, the of course, that's going to make Kenny Pickett look worse. We're not talking about quarterbacks right now. But we're not even talking about Kenny Pickett. We're supposed to be talking about Najee Harris. But the offensive line is atrocious. You're right. Yes. It's really bad. Look. Anyways, um, I had higher expectations for the Steelers in general. I thought their offense was going to be manageable for their defense that is studly to win games. But even with their defense being studly, they still can't win games. Because their offense is just that bad. So. Alright. Next up, number six most disappointing player is Desmond Ritter. Tanner gave him nine points. Ben gave him four. I didn't give him any. Brandon just doesn't have anyone on his team. I just didn't have any expectations for Desmond Ritter. You can't disappoint me if I didn't have expectations for you. I just I didn't have any expectations for him. Like, no. I get you saying you don't have expectations, but when someone plays that bad, like, they have to be a disappointment. Like, I just, I'm, they're not disappointing me. I just didn't, I didn't think that anything good was going to come from them. So, that's, for, in order for you to disappoint me, I have to expect something from you. You know, if I don't expect something from Apparently, him, you... Brandon has only Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen and Travis Kelsey. Like, those are the only players on his list, apparently. I got some. I got some big names on here. I've also got some smaller names on here. So, Anyways. a lot of the people that I have a lot of points on, by the way, Desmond Ritter has been the worst quarterback in football. I agree with and that, and it's not even close. I agree and with that. And he's not disappointed the, me though. The expectations coming in was at least show us something. We're not expecting to win every game with you. We're not expecting to be like competing for a Super Bowl or anything. Just show us something. Show us that your running abilities, even like even though I know Brandon cares zero about your running ability, show us that you can at least use your legs as a weapon. Show us that you're not going to turn the ball over every time you throw it. And he literally has done none of that. Literally none. And anytime he does run, you're like, please just slide because you're going to fumble because you're an idiot and don't slide. So, I don't know. Desmond Ritter has just been atrocious and horrible to watch. So, 
There's that. You want you want to add Tanner to that? Yeah. Um. I, I I was kind of fifty fifty on this one from the aspect of my expectations and over and you know expectations on the player in general because when you're drafted in my opinion as a franchise quarterback that comes with its own expectations and he's just been bad bro like I mean, just, he just was drafted bad. in the third round but but still like the expectations maybe maybe you can play loosely with the term franchise quarterback but at the same time he was drafted Dak Prescott is the Cowboys franchise quarterback now, Dak was taken in the fifth round. Is that right? Is it fourth or fifth? It was fourth, but he wasn't but, drafted but to be a franchise He wasn't drafted franchise quarterback. But I'm saying he is their franchise quarterback now. And to so, be honest with you, I don't know if Ritter was drafted to be a franchise quarterback either. They were, I mean. It, it was him. I think he was personally. And the only was. thing is, I don't think they believed in Mariota to lead that offense. It was him well, and Mariota. They sat Desmond Ritter under Mariota to give him a year. So yeah. I think they drafted him as their franchise quarterback. I think they drafted him as an experiment. I don't think they drafted. If him. you, dra- I, I, yeah. same thing with the with the Dad Gummit Malik Willis. Yeah, Malik Willis with the Titans. I don't think he was drafted to be the franchise quarterback. I think he was. No, you don't draft franchise quarterbacks in the third round. Well, he was drafted to be a hopes of a franchise. Yeah, quarterback. experiment. That's what the third. I don't quarter- feel. I don't feel like you draft. It quarterbacks in the third round I, are experiment. I don't feel like, like you draft a quarterback in the top three rounds if you don't have some sort of expectations for them to turn out to be a friend. Now, what? Now, if it's there's one, a difference between hope and expectation. If it's if it's round one or two, I, I get that. But if it's round one or two, one thousand percent, you're drafting them to be your franchise quarterback. The Titans last year, Will Levis, they drafted him with the expectations of them being franchise quarterback. You're playing rounds one and two, one hundred percent. Round three, I feel like that's when it can possibly become a gray area depending on when they are taken. Like this situation with the Falcons, they were expecting to draft their franchise quarterback. I I believe that because of this situation that they were in, it was him and Mariota. That was it. You know, they were not planning on going long-term with Mariota. They, I, I don't feel like they were. I feel like they were planning, unless they, unless, you know, he forced their hand, but I do not believe their expectations were to to stay with him. Like their expectations were see what you can get out of Desmond Ritter to possibly break it. Does that does that make sense? What I'm trying sense. to say it makes sense. But the reason why I'm pushing back is because I think that that year that draft the Falcons and the Titans both were in incredibly similar situations. So where they had a quarterback that they knew was acceptable, but wasn't going to help them go over the top. So they drafted experimental guys behind them in the third round just to see, hey, maybe this guy can turn into a superstar. I think that they were incredibly similar. The Falcons just drafted a less bad quarterback than the Titans did. Like see, in the my, third pu- round. my pushback with you on that is I don't I, I feel like in a way you're comparing apples to oranges in that situation though. And I say that because you, you like you have to think that was Mariota's first year with the Falcons. Oh yeah, Tannehill had been in the Titans system. Tannehill right. had been with the Titans. I mean, he led him to the AFC. Well, okay, 
Derrick Henry led them to the AFC Championship, right. but Ryan Tannehill was the quarterback. So, look, Ryan I, Tannehill had been in that system and been the starting quarterback since yeah. 2019. Mariota had just got there. Yeah, here's the thing. You're acting like Mariota is just some pushover that just – it's just awful. He's not. He's not an awful quarterback. I'm not saying he's and, an awful quarterback, but, but when you're but getting good, passed around from team to team, he's good like, enough to start for a bad football team. Okay, like Mariota is good enough. He's better the, than Desmond yeah, Ritter this year. Obviously, if he was still on the Falcons this year, he would be starting for them this year. Like they, I think he should have been starting. They, they, they would have. They would not have moved on to Desmond Ritter last year if they had known how bad it was going to go this year. The only reason that they, they benched Mariota last year was because they wanted to see what they had in Ritter. That's the reason why that happened. Yes, and because Mar I mean Mariota one Mariota wasn't playing good until he got injured. Like yeah. that's yeah. the two other factors. Yeah, and then, but, well. but but then even when he was not injured anymore, they didn't bring him back. They didn't make him the starter again because they, they he left the team. Uh, did Mariota, he, did he Mariota left permanently? He left the team. Yeah. Okay. He left the team. Well, anyway, they. At that point, Mario saw the writing on the wall. Like, he knows. Like, they're going to stick with this guy the rest of the year. Anyway, I, I my point is, is that I don't – I think anybody with that had expectations that Ritter was going to do well this year, I think you were kind of kidding yourself. I He was gifted with a really talented offense around him, but I just – I've never seen any signs that – Pointed that say that he was going to do well. I, also, cough, cough. This was also Arthur Smith. Let's just be honest here. I mean, Arthur Smith should be on this list. I believe in Arthur. We Smith didn't put still. coaches. I do believe Dude. in Arthur Smith. I think he's made some dumb decisions when it comes to Desmond Ritter. But other than that, I I believe in what he's done. I, I think he's done a good job. Other than the quarterback situation, which is a big deal. Uh, but to be honest with you, he doesn't have a good quarterback on the roster right now. So it's hard to – I mean, it's it's clear that Desmond Ritter is not as good as – what's his name again? Tired of the disrespect on Heineke. Taylor, Taylor, Taylor Heineke. Taylor Heineke is better. So Heineke's a baller. Bro. Heineke is a baller. Heineke's – he's Gardner Minshew. I was literally about yeah. to say that. Taylor Heineke and, and Gardner Minshew yeah. are basically the same yeah. quarterback. They're yeah. basically the same guy. Which means that you can win some football games with them, okay? They're not going to be superstars, and but they'll the, win some games. The Falcons are a better football team than the Colts. Are. I completely agree with that. Yeah. So, literally, if you're just starting Heineke, yeah. that, that's it. You're in the playoffs, guaranteed. You start Heineke all year, you're in the playoffs, guaranteed. I agree with that. Yeah. But, no, Arthur Smith is stupid. Next up, number seven most disappointing player, Derrick Henry. I gave Derrick Henry... Ten points. My number number one most disappointing player for me. And reason why is look, I didn't think he was gonna be a beast this year. I didn't think we were I I didn't think we were gonna see prime Derrick Henry. But here's the here's the why he's number one for me. It's not it's not really because like oh he's not Wait, he was your top? He's my number one. Yes. My number one most disappointing. And the reason why is look, I what I wasn't expecting big numbers from him this year. I wasn't expecting him to to have prime Derrick Henry kind of numbers. This is this is an eye test thing for me. Derrick Henry looks like an awful running back. Like he just look if 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 we saw that guy running a football this year and we've never seen him play football before, we would be like, what is this guy doing on a football field? He does like 
Why do they have him playing running back? This dude needs to be playing like tight end or something. Why is he playing a running back position? This doesn't make any sense. That's how bad he has looked. He has looked. He has been a bottom five running back in the NFL this year. That's how awful he has been. He is not just like, oh, not Derrick Henry. He's like, this isn't what we expected from Derrick Henry. It's not just that. He has been awful. Really, really, really bad. And that's why he's my number one most disappointing. The one thing I'll say is like, we do always know that in order for Derrick Henry to be super successful, he needs a good offensive line because right. he needs to build up yeah. that like. That's speed. why I wasn't expecting big but, numbers. I mean, the yeah. offensive line has been bad, but he's also just being brought down by like shoestring tackles that he doesn't normally go down to. Also, so like little hits on the leg, he used to just run through that like it was like little yeah. pins. And here's and the now thing he's too: tripping up and falling. You like even last year, but definitely two years ago and before that. If the offensive line didn't do their job on a play and he got met at the line of scrimmage, he fell forward two yards. That's yeah. like he, he was getting even if the offensive line did awful on that on that play, he got two yards. That's that's the minimum. And this year he's getting minus two yards on a similar because play. the offensive line is getting pushed back two yards. Every that's, what that's what I'm like, saying. Like yes, Ron Derrick Henry got two yards on that play. That's what I'm saying. I, you, I, so like I, so here's the thing. I, here's the thing. I'm not. I'm. I didn't expect prime Derrick Henry, but I'm watching Derrick Henry. He just looks awful. Okay, like he just looks so bad. I'm. I'm trying to think of just a random, average kind of running back this year. Let's think of uh, what's the guy on the Texans? Uh, shoot, Damian Pierce. Damian Pierce. He hasn't even played all season. Not all. Season. I'm just thinking of a random guy. So you take Damian Pierce. On, on all on if you gave Damian Pierce all the exact same carries that we gave Derrick Henry this year, Damian Pierce would have more rushing yards than Derrick Henry. Yeah, by by a substantial margin. Okay, if you gave let's think of another one. If you gave what's another average running back? Would you consider Kenneth Walker average or is he too good? He's too good. Okay. Also, I don't know if that's completely fair though. I, I think if you gave Alexander Madison uh, the same carries, Alexander Madison would the, have more yards. The reason why is because Derrick Henry, even still at his age, is always going against a stacked box, and teams don't have to worry about Tennessee throwing the ball. I mean, other than D Hop, that's it. They don't have to worry about guarding anybody else. Yes. So they're literally just focused but, on teeing off on. I'm Henry. saying if we gave them the same carries with the defenses playing the same way, they're in the exact same situation every single play. Damian Pierce would have more yards than Derrick Henry. Maybe. I, I you are crucially. Derrick Henry has been bad. I, I get what you're saying. I am I am not saying Derrick Henry has been good by any stretch of the imagination. Okay, yes. There has 1,000% been carries that or touches that he 100% would have taken to the house three or four years ago. But I I think, one, I think a little bit of this is playing at how bad he looked on Sunday. Like, he looked atrocious on Sunday. But I think you are criminally undervaluing how terrible that offensive line is, dude. It's bad. Like, yes, you, yes, okay. The, the Derrick Henry two years ago could fall forward and get two yards, okay? But one, you have to take a step back and realize the offensive line that he had two years ago versus the offensive line he had this year. He had, about, jo- he had Ben yeah. Jones at quarterback. We still had Taylor LeBlanc. You players. had all of those fantastic. Just at let me finish. 
or at, you know, you know, I, what I, mean. you I know, know what you mean. Was, on the offensive line. Okay, you could get some sort of a push. This is the worst. I this may go down as the worst offensive line in history for the Titans. I'm not joking. Yeah, in history, I don't, I don't even think that's a maybe. I like think that, that's just a yes, fact. dude. Like, so here's the but in, in the ta- let me throw a stat at you. I was gonna. I have a Titans, and the reason that I'm bringing this out is because. I, you know, I've got an offensive lineman for the Titans mentioned on my roster and or on my list. I want to read you this stat, bro. So, do you know it, it, which offensive lineman has the most pressures in the entire NFL? It's Orlando Brown. He has the most pressures with fifty. The most sacks is McKee Becton with or Mackay Becton with eleven. The Titans let just their tackle spot, their left tackle by itself, bro. The spot between Dillard, Nicholas Petit Ferrer, and Duncan have 20 sacks and 76 pressures. They are almost doubling, bro. That's just their left tackle spot, dude. That's not taking into account the center position with how atrocious that position is. I can't even. I can't even think of what his freaking name I, is look, off the top of my head. That's all. But like, I agree with their offensive line is is the worst, and I agree with all of that. You I have to I give you look, have I, to give Derrick Henry some grace in this argument yeah, because look, of how bad that offensive line. I, I know the offensive line is bad. I'm talking about just watching Derrick Henry play, even the plays that the offensive line does block well, and he gets a gap of space. He still looks terrible. Like even if it's a greatly blocked play, and and it looks like, oh man, this is gonna break free. He's gonna get twelve to fifteen yards right here. Ben, Ben, what Ben was talking about, just a little elbow or something to the side of his knee, and he goes down, and he only got six yards on the play when he should have gotten like fifteen. Like that's what I'm talking. Like even the plays where the line is blocking well, he just looks terrible. He's slow. He's slow to react. His balance is bad. His vision is bad. Every attribute you could possibly list for a running back is bad. Everything's bad. I mean, it's just it's just bad across the board. I get, I get what you're saying, but I truly believe if you put this, can we all, like, can we all agree that this Titans offensive line is probably maybe bottom three in the entire NFL. If you put Derrick Henry on an average offensive line, he is not on this list whatsoever. I'm sorry. He he is not on this list. He would be on No, he's not, Brandon. You're you're taking – Look, I don't care about – His stats stats would be way better, but I don't care about stats. I'm just watching him I'm not saying stats. terrible. Even the well-blocked plays, he looks terrible. He does not look like a good running back. Like the even even the plays that he gets like eight yards, he should have gotten more. Every single play, whatever yards expected yards or whatever for that play, Derrick Henry is getting less than those expected yards every single time. Every single play, he's getting less than expected. I know that there's an actual metric out there somewhere. I have no idea how to find it, but I can almost guarantee you he probably has the lowest yards versus the expected yards of anybody in the NFL. I, I could almost guarantee it. Yes, because of expectations and two. No, no, no. I'm just talking. Did you hear what I just said? I'm talking about there's okay. metrics out there that measure yeah. what, the, what the what the running back should have got based on how well the blocking was on that play. Nudge years. And I'm betting that Derrick Henry probably has the lowest 
average for that of anybody. Like Najee Harris. So anyway, regardless, the Eric Henry, the reason why he's on here, he just looks awful. I mean, he just look. Whenever he's down the goal line, he's still got vision to to get across the goal line, which is valuable. I will give him that. He still can do that. He knows how to get the ball across the goal line. But every other situation on the field, man, it just right. it's just bad. We spent way too much time on Derrick Henry. So I think it was reasonable because it was our biggest our biggest differences by far. It's uh, reasonable. I just I really think that you are really undervaluing how bad I don't care. and atrocious that offense is. For me, it's I don't about that like I don't care you, about the offensive you're line. You're underrating what he looks like compared to an 18 box. Sometimes even sometimes they have nine people in the box against them. Versus other running backs don't have to deal with that in the NFL. Dude. Yes, I like, see what you're saying, Ben. But I, other running backs, if they get met in the backfield, they have the ability to make something out of it. Because Derrick, they're getting tackled by corners, not Derrick linebackers. Henry doesn't. Not def- not defensive ends that are pushing offensive linemen back three yards yes. and just meeting look, them in the backfield every time, bro. Look, running backs the thing. There here's the thing. All these backs. other all these other running backs that I'm talking about, guys. I didn't have the expectations for them that I did for Derrick Henry, and my expectations for Derrick Henry were not stat expectations. Okay, I wasn't expecting him to have 200 yards rushing this year. Okay, I was expecting maybe like 1400, maybe maybe 1500 if he had a great year. But but here's the th- that's I, a lot. That is a lot. You're right. But the only reason why I would expect that is because I thought they were just going to keep feeding him the ball, which they are. They do just keep feeding him the ball, and he does nothing with it. And and you're right, the offensive line is atrocious and that is a big reason why. But even the plays that he should be getting big chunks, he's not getting big chunks. That's like that's the biggest issue. He's just not performing when the blocking is bad. He's not performing when the blocking is good. He's not performing when the blocking is average. He's just not performing at all at any situation. And and it and and every time that the rookie running back comes in. For him, the rookie running back looks better. It's the same kind of situation you were talking about with Najee Harris with his backup. I mean, that, that, that when the other guy's in, it just looks better. They look better. They perform better. Every the offense looks better. Everything's just better. Um, and I love Derrick Henry. I he's just we always knew that he was the he had the running style and the body that at some point when that cliff came, it's over and. I love Derrick Henry, but it's over, man. Like, the Titans should have traded him this year before the season. It's too late now. You're not getting anything out of him anymore. I love Derrick Henry. It was a great run, but it's over now. I mean, he just, his body's not going to be able to handle it anymore. He's just, that that burst that he needed to get through the line before he broke free for that the top speed, he just doesn't have that burst. He He barely had that burst to begin with, but he doesn't have it at all now. It's just, it's not there. And it's kind of sad, but we knew it was coming. Um, next up, we had a tie between two. So it was a guy that I gave eight points to and a guy that Tanner gave eight points to. So, Ben, I will let you be the tiebreaker between Alan Lazard and Traylon Burks. Who are you, most, who are you more disappointed with? I mean... My answer is Alan Lazard, just because I thought Traylon Burks was trash in okay, the first place. So. But 
Number eight most disappointing player, Alan Lazard. I think Traylon Burks has been worse, but yeah. I already expected him to be worse. I agree with that. Traylon Burks has had a worse season. But anyway, Alan, Alan Lazard for me, and here's why. Alan Lazard was added to the Jets because of Aaron Rodgers, obviously. He had a good chemistry with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. He was supposed to be the number two guy. He was supposed to be the number two guy with Garrett Wilson. Okay. Which, in all honesty, should have been like an okay number two. Like, he's he can do – Alan Lazar can do a lot of things. Yeah. At least we thought. He worked good as the number two for the Packers. And and then when Aaron Rodgers went down, I was like, man, that sucks for Alan Lazar, but he's still going to – he's still going to be useful. He hasn't been useful at all. By the, those first two or three weeks with Zach Wilson – when he was still a good blocker. Yeah, he still blocks well. When Zach Wilson was having all those awful weeks, a lot of it had a big chunk to do with Alan Lazard. Alan yeah. Lazard just dropped every single pass that was thrown to him, and eventually it was so bad that by the time they got to like week four or five, the Jets just stopped putting him on the field. Like, we just can't have this guy yeah. on the field anymore. Honestly, maybe he's, he's been so bad. Maybe Alan Lazard just actually isn't that good of a receiver, but Rodgers just placed the ball so perfectly <laughs> to him that he could catch it. Maybe. Because, I, I mean, there there is something to be said for a quarterback to throw a – like, there's a difference between a ball that should be cut and, like, a perfect an ball. undroppable yeah. pass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, is, like, <laughs> there is a difference between that. Yeah. And Zach Wilson can place the ball, but sometimes it might come in with a little too much zip or the angle might not yeah. be perfectly right. Or That's, something. Zach Wilson's biggest, whenever he screws something up on passes, it's usually because he's throwing too much zip. Yeah, he he's over, throwing, he's throwing over throwing. Yeah. You're right. Um, and I, I'll, and the, But there's the thing. There's a lot of passes early in the season the Alan Lazard, that wasn't the case. Where it was, it was just a like a simple comeback pattern that was ten to fifteen yards downfield, wide open, right in the chest, and just I don't his. It seemed like Alan Lazard as soon as Aaron Rodgers was out, his football brain just shut down. Like it just seemed like he just didn't have any like drive. His focus just wasn't there, and it and the Jets figured it out pretty quickly early in the season because he just hasn't been playing much recently at all. Which is sad because I like watching Alan Lazard play football, but man, this has been just awful. He got a lot of money, by the way. I don't know what the contract was, but he got a lot of money to come play for the Jets. Alan Lazard makes more individually for the Jets right now than the entire Packers receiving core combined. That is a fact. That's insane. I, I actually do enjoy watching Lazard play football too, just because he's he's literally one of the best blocking. He's the best blocking yeah. receiver in the league. He's the best. Yeah. And it's was it week one or two this season where he like took three guys out? That was that was last year. That was on the Packers. That was with the Packers. Yeah. He took three he guys. He took one three block. guys out on a swing around yeah. block. It it was crazy. It was it like. It wasn't three corners either. It was like the defensive end, a linebacker, and a safety or something, yeah, something like, that. like that. It was yeah. crazy. But yeah, it's it's been disappointing, Alan. Uh anyway. Uh, here's the thing. Here's the thing about the the Traylon Burke. the thing about Traylon Burks that Tanner's about to talk about. I still like there's still a possible future for Traylon Burks. I have zero no, there's not. Al Lazard, there's no future for him. Like, I think, like, he's reached the age now that, like, this is, I mean, he's done. Traylon Burks is done. Traylon Burks is on a rookie Traylon contract. Traylon Burks is done. Anyway, 
Number nine, most disappointing player, Traylon Burks. Tanner, go. Yeah. Uh, I think my only regret about my list, actually, is having Desmond Ritter ahead of Traylon Burks. <laughs> I had Desmond Ritter at two, Traylon Burks at three. Um, yeah. Because you want Traylon Burks to be above Alvin Lazard. <laughs> no, like, I just... To me, with my with my personal expectations, Traylon Burks should be number one on my list. That's fair. Literally, like, so you had really high expectations. For oh Traylon yeah, Burks yeah. I had, I had. Dude, so, dude, dude did not hear. I, I legit, I legitimately. You know, I knew I did. Dude, he thought he I thought Traylon Burks was going to be a top ten receiver. DeAndre Hopkins was going to be a top ten receiver, and Chagosian was going to be a top ten receiver. <laughs> he thought all three of them were going to be top ten receivers at the beginning of the season, <laughs> and Derrick Henry was going to rush for two thousand yards. Love you, Tanner, but... <laughs> Go lay in the room. Not really. Hell of But, like, no, I really thought this was going to be Traylon Burke's breakout year. Because with the addition of DeAndre Hopkins, you know, the focus that, you know, defenses would have to put on him, it was really going to open him up. And Traylon Burks has looked worse this year than he did last year, legitimately. Like, I, I just... He's, like, so bad... Like, I don't even – I'm just questioning even his involvement in the offense at this point. Like, literally, his first game back after his concussion he had with the Steelers, he did not have a single pass. Literally, his his two passes that he caught um, on Sunday were the exact same route. So, like, I just it's, – it's just so – and especially I, – I, I sound like a broken record, but – it, it just is what it is, man. Like, trading away what we did for and then picking him in the first round, this is just another massive, crucial John Robinson bust when it comes to the draft, man. Like, you it, gotta it stop just, comparing it, this guy to A.J. Brown. I'm not compa- look, I'm not comparing him to A.J. Brown. I'm He's not. saying what? I'm, I'm not comparing him. It was no, a bust I, No, I'm it's not comparing pick. him to A.J. Brown, but I am dead serious about this. You can get more production from an undrafted receiver coming in than you can get from Traylon Burks being a first-round draft pick. I, I don't think that's crazy. Like, dude, like, yeah. it's that bad. He has looked that bad with the Titans. He can't stay healthy. He can't yes. run a big ra- – he cannot run the route tree of that number one receiver. Literally, all his catches are the exact so, same route. So, like, here, it's just it's just bad all around, bro. I agree like, with you. Him being drafted in the first round, he's a bust. Okay, but here's the thing about Traylon Burks that I, you saying that you can get the same thing from undrafted. Here you can you can get an undrafted receiver, and the undrafted receiver can have a better route tree. You're right about that. That's that's true. But here's the thing: you've got receivers like Gabe Davis on the Bills. Gabe Davis doesn't have a, a big variety of a route tree either. I think Traylon Burks can be a Gabe Davis, okay? You're insane. He can be a down-the-field kind of guy that can do, like, jump ball kind of stuff, and he can break away for big touchdowns every yeah, once in a while. Except he can't. I think he can. Except he can't. We haven't seen him even given opportunities to do that very much. But here's the thing. like, Because I, he's not on the field. He's not healthy to do that. But I think he can do that. He's got the athleticism to be a big play kind of guy. He does not have the route tree to ever be like a legit one. He probably can't ever be a number two either. But he can be a big play receiver that can make big plays for you from time to time. Um, and I, 
I I really do believe that that is still there. The possibility of him being a number one receiver, that is not there. Um, even the possibility of him being a number two receiver, I don't think that that's going to happen either. Uh, but I do think he can still be productive for you. Um, I don't think he's the kind of guy that you sign to a second contract. Um, he's the he's the kind of guy I could see end up going to another team for a second contract and just fitting in better and maybe playing better with another team or something. I don't know, but I think so. This was his second year, right? So he he was first round draft pick. So you have him for four years. I think you use him the next two years, find some kind of value out of him, and then just don't worry about signing him again. I I, I the number one focus the Titans have to do is find a way to keep this guy on the field somehow. Something in the offseason, something just prevent this guy from getting hurt again somehow. I, I we we've never seen this guy play seven straight football games. And we don't need to. I think I would love to see him play seven straight. I just don't I, I anyway. Tennessee doesn't want to see him play seven Look, straight football games. I can tell you that. Three or four weeks into this season, I still had really high hopes for this guy. I thought he could still be worthy of a first-round pick. That's that's way gone. I, I was wrong about that. Um, but I still think he can be productive, man. But I just, he, he, has he, has, done, he has been this. Even with he has this, done nothing to even remotely make me believe so, that's possible. So, like, legitimately, bro. For, like, he, he's been disappointing to me this year as well. The reason why he's not on my list is because... I don't have a single person on my list that has missed a good portion of time from injury. I don't have any of them on, on my list at all. So if it weren't for that, like based on what I have seen from the games that he has been playing, he would have been on my disappointed list if he hadn't missed so much time for injury. He would be on my list, except I just thought he was trash to begin so, with. So I... All right. Next up, the number 10 most disappointing player of the year is Aaron Rodgers. Ben gave him six points. We I mean, carried him. Bro, I'm not going to lie. Tanner I honestly him, thought I was going to be the only one. Tanner gave him honest. one. Ben, six points. I honestly thought I was going to be the only yeah, one. Yeah, dude. That's the worst. I'm and really surprised. The reason why, okay, that's a lot of points. Aaron Rodgers, they had hard knocks on him this year to be like Aaron. By the, the way, before season. you keep going, Aaron Rodgers, or Ben gave Aaron Rodgers six points in the disappointing, and he gave Quentin Johnson three. Okay, just me, just to just to let you know. Oh, wait, so you technically had him number four on your list? Yeah. Number five, Matt. Number five. Number five. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. So, Dang, dude, and I thought he was. Reason why is because Hard Knocks followed them this year. The whole atmosphere with Aaron Rodgers there was like, we have a legit quarterback. We're winning the Super Bowl. That's what every coach thought. That's what the defense thought. That's what the offense thought. Literally, that was the vibe of the Jets because they were like, we have a legit quarterback. We already have a legit defense. We have made all these moves to bring these players in. We're winning the Super Bowl. All of the people that they brought in were all Rodgers guys, including the offensive coordinator, including Alan Lazard, including the backup quarterback that played for Zach, after Zach Wilson got benched. Like All of those guys were brought in because of Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers tearing his Achilles isn't his fault. That uh, you can't be. Well, I mean, that's still disappointing. So in a way, yes, it is still Aaron Rodgers like disappointing you, but that's out of his control. But what he did control was bringing all those other pieces in, and every piece that he 
made the Jets go get, they have all sucked. All of them have been awful additions. And if Aaron Rodgers was there, I actually still think it it would have worked. Like, Al Lazard would look better and the OC would look better. But, I mean, look, that, if Aaron Rodgers was there, Aaron Rodgers got saved by his Achilles getting torn so early. He he was going to be awful this year. Uh, with that offensive line, did you see what, what I think? Did you see what Zach Wilson dealt with against the Dolphins? This past? Aaron uh, Rodgers would have done so. The offensive line. The was, worst. I'm not trying to cut you uh, off. I'm just trying to add on to what Brandon said. Like, what did he play? Four only four four snaps. Four, four snaps, bro. If you no, remember, I think it was three. I think snaps, it was yeah. three snaps. If yeah. you remember. Two of those, bro, he was rushing out of the pocket from pressure. Yeah. He because getting, his offensive line. Destroyed. So 60, so that means 66% or we'll get it 67. 67% of the snaps that he took, he was running for his life. Yeah. Like, yeah. so anyway, go ahead. Ben. Yeah. It was, I mean, it was bad. I mean, like, it was going to be bad. He, he was going to have a terrible year this year. Like, I'm fully convinced. Based on what we've seen since then, I think it was going to be bad. They may have won one or two more games, but they wouldn't have won very many more. Like they, it was, it was going to okay, be bad. So what we're learning from this is Brandon thinks Aaron Rodgers sucks. That's what. That's no, what we're no. Learning. I, the I, offensive when your offensive line is that bad, you cannot play football. You just can't. You can play running back. You just can't play football. Apparently, when your offensive line is that bad. But anyway, are you done? Yeah, go you're ahead. done. I literally, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I thought I was going to be the only one that had Aaron Rodgers on my list. But, like, I had him on my list for the exact reason, literally all the exact reasons that you did. Yeah. It's not as much a disappointment in Aaron Rodgers as much because that, I mean, that situation, like, yeah, it's a little bit out of his control. It's more the situation and all the hype that was going around him and the Jets that I consider the bust. Right. So yes, it's it's I would say and I even wrote this on my list. Like I would say maybe 20-30% Aaron Rodgers, the other 70% is just the Jets in general. Yeah. But I mean Reasonable. that's I had quite a few players on my list that were like, yeah, it is this player specifically that's playing bad, but the team or the coaches mm. haven't helped. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. Uh, so we've got several honorable mentions here that were that were on our list that did not make the top ten total. Um, the missing out on the top ten list by one total point is Austin Eckler. I gave Austin Eckler six points. Nobody else gave him anything. I actually forgot about. Austin. I don't know how you all didn't have him on the list at all. Mm-hmm. Austin Eckler. I was not expecting him to as, have as good of a season. Honestly, I don't even think he's really had that good of seasons the past two years. But he's getting he he had a ton of fantasy points the past two so years, and people thing. think that he's been the past few. Good. It's more than just two years; it's three or four years now. But he never has had insanely great rushing numbers. But he has always had insanely great receiving numbers, and, and he's dropped. And he has been an awful, yeah. awful at receiving this year. Like so, he's. Drop down a little bit, maybe in rushing, but the receiving drop off has been yeah. ridiculous. I mean, yeah. just he—he's just been awful in the receiving game this year. So he's—he's yeah. he's really dropped off. I agree with you. I thought that he was going to be a little bit lower. I, I don't have him in any of my fantasy league just because I thought he was a little overrated. But I expected him to do pretty good. 
And it, this has just been bad. It's been really, really bad. Um, so, you, Tanner said he forgot. Did you forget about him, or did you? I just, didn't forget about him. I just, I didn't think he was going to be good to start with, and I kind of give him a pass just because everyone on the Chargers this year has looked not. I mean, they have looked bad, but it's also just been in. There's been injuries all over, so so it's hard to really tell what they look like, honestly. The next three guys in the honorable mentions, my are all tied. My sixth overall most disappointed, sixth dis, mo, Ben's sixth most overall disappointed, and and Tanner's sixth most overall disappointed. And it was an honorable mention. Yeah, they they all got five points, and you needed uh, Aaron Rodgers was tenth with seven points. So oh, all wow. three of these guys got five total points. Mine was T Higgins. Um. T. Higgins had a monster game this week. I mean, he probably would have been a couple spots higher up my list if it weren't for this past week. He's he's not done anything all year, okay? I mean, he's he's in a great situation. He's in as good as a situation as you possibly could get. I understand he lost Joe Burrow, but even with Joe Burrow, he's probably been better without Joe Burrow, actually. With, like, he's just done nothing all year long, and he should be putting up number one receiver kind of stats. And he just... He drops balls. He doesn't get open. Like, he just, he was not I think he kind of sees a little bit of writing on the wall that, like, hey, I'm not playing on this team next year. But he should, but that, that's the thing. It, it, he should be playing for a contract for another team yeah. next year. He should be balling out. And this week he did. But every week before this, he hasn't been. So, props to him for going good this week. That's why he's not as high up my list as he would be otherwise. Uh, I actually don't know who this next guy is from Tanner. Jalen Duncan. Jalen Duncan. Is that the is that the lineman? Uh, yeah, that's okay. the lineman. The that lineman. I have it's okay. just, I mean, it was a mix. Of, honestly, that was a mix of Jalen Duncan. You just wanted to talk was about the Titans. Was he drafted highly? He wasn't drafted highly, but it it was more. So let so let me break this. Where down. was he drafted? So let me break this down. So he was he was drafted in the fifth round. Okay, so it was more one of the reasons that I have him on my list is having Dylan Radins as a tackle playing that position and how bad that was. When Jalen Duncan came in, I was expecting at least something better. Like, it's not as much like I set the bar high on this guy. Just seeing how bad that position looked with NPF and with um, Dylan Radins, it just looks worse with Jaden with Jaden Duckett. Like he's getting so, he's getting blistered on the edge. He's getting pushed back three yards every single time. I mean, I literally read the statistic. Like I read it. Right. Like it is just the oh Jalen Duncan and the overall left tackle position for the Titans in general is just so absolutely miserable. For me, is Jalen Duncan? Is he a rookie? He's a rookie, yeah. Dude, he's a rookie, and a, I, I, maybe, a, a, maybe I need to give him, maybe I need to give him more yeah. lenience. Yes, but I'm not. It's not just. It's not just Jalen Duncan that's on my fifth spot. It's the entire Titans left tackle position. Okay, the, okay, okay. so a, oh. a fifth round rookie offensive lineman should never ever start a single game in the NFL ever, okay? So that's not his fault. That's the Titans' fault. That's the Titans' roster-building fault. That dude should never be put in a situation that he should be starting a game on the offensive line ever, 
Ever, ever, ever. If what? you're undrafted, I give you that. If you're drafted, yes. If you're drafted, yes. A fifth round offensive lineman does not get playing time. Not right. not normally you not don't their get, rookie or like rookie or sophomore yeah, year normally. You don't do. get playing time. They they probably could in the third or fourth year of their contract if yeah. like the if they have some offensive lineman cycle out or whatever. But the one thing like why do you all have I get Peter Skronsky doesn't fit like the tackle build in the NFL because he's a little too small with his wingspan and stuff. Peter Skronsky's actually but, been phenomenal. I know. They he's moved, been fantastic. They moved him to guard. Like as He bad, was drafted as a guard. I know. But as bad as your all's tackles position is, he played tackle in college. Like that was his position. Well, here's the reason why they're not gonna do that. Because they're building for the future at this point and and if they want to build like an actually good offensive line they're going to need Skaronsky at guard, okay? Mm-hmm. So you might as well just keep him there and let him build his skills there. And, and we, try, we tried that. We took Dylan Raiden. your franchise quarterback in the process? We took Dylan Raiden in the second round in 2021, and we drafted him as a guard and moved him to tackle, and we see how that worked out. But the thing is, is like Peter Skaronsky was a tackle, and you moved him to guard. Like, the Titans chose to just, like, you're not playing offense tackle. You're just playing guard. So, like... I don't know. I I think he can still play tackle. I understand his wingspan is really short, and that could cause a problem on I the get, edge. But like, I get what you're saying. The only competent, the only competent offensive lineman the Titans legitimately have is Peter Scruggs. And you don't want to switch that. I'm Aaron not even, Brewer's been a bust. Jay, uh, yeah. Okay. I'm not maybe even, I can ease up on Ben at this point. Bit, I think what but, Tanner's kind of saying this too. It doesn't really matter where you put Skaronsky. The rest, wherever you move him, it's gonna be he's gonna be okay. Well, the rest of it, it, if you move him from guard and put him in tackle, whoever's in the guard spot is gonna do terrible. That's what I'm saying. Though. The yeah. tackles are more yes. important, though. I and agree like with that, but honestly, honestly, the the way that Will Levis has been playing, I don't know if that's true. Will Levis stands directly in the middle, right behind the yeah, center, and he yeah. doesn't move. Honestly, it might be because he knows where Peter Skaronsky is. <laughs> yeah, he's the center. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He does not budge. <laughs> He's like, my guy's right here. I'm staying on his hip. It's just like an island for him. <laughs> that is the island. That's the island he builds his pocket around. He's like, ah. <laughs> So maybe Will Lewis is even smarter than we thought he was, bro. Oh, my goodness. All right, we need to, we need to move on. We need to, we need to get going. Um, next up, uh, Ben's guy that he gave five points to was Jahan Dotson. I thought about putting Jahan Dotson on my list, but I, I just had some yeah. other names I wanted on there. I mean, like... Five points seems like kind of high, though. Yeah, I definitely should add Quentin Dawson above him for sure. But, I mean, I don't even know. He just hasn't produced. Like, whenever you watch him, he still makes catches. But, like, he's just not making those big catches that he used to make. Like, the deep touchdown passes, right. getting open down the field. Like, he's just making little catches underneath that, like, it feels like you could put anybody out there and they would make. Exactly. Jamison Crowder has looked like the number two receiver. And it was almost like Jahan Dotson was expected to take that next step and be like the 1B to Terry McLaurin. As where last year he was still the obvious two to Terry McLaurin. He was expected to take a step up, at least for me with my expectations too, and be like a 1B and 1A with Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson. And if anything, he took a step back from last year. Like, he's looked right. worse. So, and it's not because quarterback play, because Sam Howe has been 
playing good. Like, they're still, he hasn't looked perfect, but he's looked very good at times. Right. And yeah. Jamison Crowder's just getting those catches that it was Jahan Dodson last year. So it's like, I don't know what's happened with him. I still believe in him, but this year just he hasn't done well. I agree with you. He hasn't necessarily looks bad. He's just not doing anything great. Yeah. Yeah. And I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. And I had a high expectations for him too. So the rest of these, let's make let's make these mentions and reasoning pretty quick. Because we've still got several. We got like six names left here. Uh I gave three points to Travis Kelsey. Uh Kelsey, it looks like He's played like a like a really good tight end this year, but what we've seen from Kelsey in the past is he's just been dominant I and mean, make big time. Like he's just not been like explosive. He's not. There's a lot of times. There's a lot of games this year where he has been shut down. Like the, like the other team just shut him down and forced him to throw. And we've never seen that from Travis Kelsey. Right. The teams have always tried to shut him down, and he's always found a way to get Here's open. Here's the thing, though. The teams have never only had to focus on Travis Kelsey. Right. Like, literally, even last year without Tyreek Hill, they still had um, Juju. Juju, and there was one Marcus other guy. Valdez. Marquez Valdez. He's still on the team. No, he's not. He got traded. Are you sure? Or, no, I get, actually, yeah. he started with the Jets, and then he got traded back to the Chiefs. No, you're thinking of McCole Hartman. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Valdez Scantling is on the Chiefs. Yeah, he is. He's just been non-existent. I don't think he's on the Chiefs. He's on there. Anyways, look Rash- it up, Tanner. Rasheed Rice was supposed to be the guy to take some pressure off. He hasn't been good. Um, then Kadarius Toney was supposed to be the gadget player. Literally, teams are hoping that Patrick Mahomes throws the ball to Kadarius Toney. They want him to throw the ball to Kadarius Toney. <laughs> um, and then... Literally, um, so literally, the defense's whole game plan is don't let tr- triple team Travis Kelsey, and don't yeah, worry about right. anyone else. So, so, and he's been dealing with the injury. Too, you're so. right about all of that, but my personal expectations for Travis Kelsey is that even with all of that, he still finds a way to produce. He has some games. Some games he has, but those are the games where the offense is just doing well anyway. Any, yeah. The games that they've needed Kelsey to step up and make big plays, it just hasn't happened. Unless the one game that it did happen and Kadarius Tony was lined up offsides. So, <laughs> so I, mean, I, I think I think a lot of the Chiefs stuff is just getting blown out of proportion with like yeah. how bad they look. Like they they're, are they're still ten and four, aren't they? Their, their offense like, is average this year. They get they've got an average offense. Which, I mean, which compared to what we're used to from the Chiefs, looks atrocious. Like yeah. an average offense for them, it looks like it's just abysmal. I th- I think that, but it's average. I think Isaiah Pacheco's carrying the offense, but he's been out the past couple weeks. Yeah, but. yeah. I I think it's just the expect. I think it's just the expectations. Exactly. Honestly. The expectations. It, it's were literally high. just the expectations. So that's that's like I said with with my list, the expectations were weighed in a lot more than it seems like it was for you guys. We, right. we need to get moving. Deshaun Watson, uh, Tanner gave him three points. Did you really have expectations for Deshaun Watson? I did, I did actually. Um, I did because oh I, I thought I, I didn't expect. Okay, my expectations that was were. Like saying you had expectations for Russell Wilson. No, this year. my my expectations were. 
they weren't sky high. Like, it's not like I had, like, the expectations that I had for, say, like, Trey Burks. No, I'm not saying that. But I thought him coming in at the end of next year was going to be more of him getting his feet wet and kind of getting back into football. And then the full – well, that's true. And then the full offseason, getting back in with the Browns, having the full offseason. And I thought he would be more finding his groove and we would be getting back – to that Texans Deshaun Watson, and it's just been anything but that. So I mean, I that's yeah. why he was on my list. He's just been he's just been a bust. Even the games that he played, yeah, it's been bad. And then Devontae, did you say Devontae? Yeah, you can go ahead and talk uh, about Devontae. And then Devontae, then Devontae. Um, wow. Okay, I just don't get to talk about any of my guys. That's this, well, this is the last one that I had on mine. But then Devontae, I, I mean, I feel like it's pretty self-explanatory. I mean. Yes, the quarterback position does play a role into that. Um, if he still had Aaron Rodgers, I definitely think he wouldn't even be touching this list unless I'm wrong. But, like, yeah, he's I, even had some drops that are very uncharacteristic right. of Devontae. This and, I mean, just, the, the team's just not good. Rough. So, yeah. I mean, and maybe I'm a little butthurt because I did have him in fantasy again. Um, but uh, yeah, he's just do not get demoted, bro. How did I get? I don't know. My number one pick was Tony Pollard. My number, my second round pick back to back was Devontae. My team, my fantasy team was actually good. We'll reminisce about fantasy mistakes at a later episode. We don't got time for that. Uh, the person I gave two points to was Gabe Davis. I mean, even with the offensive explosion the past few weeks. Gabe Davis is still unheard of. Stop. I mean, he's he's, he's not, had a few games with over a hundred yards and multiple touchdowns. Uh, he's nice. had at least two. I'm pretty sure. This I year. don't think that's true, Ben. I'm I pretty mean, sure. Even bro. if he's had two, I shall. That's literally the only two games that he even showed up in. Gabe Gabe Davis has played exactly how Gabe Davis plays no. every year. No, yeah, Gabe Davis has always stopped. The past couple years, even the games where he didn't do as well, he got like forty yards. And he's just, he's not been doing that this year. He doesn't make any catches, like, ever. Josh Allen's been throwing the ball to the wrong team all year. <laughs> but even the past few weeks with, with Joe Brady, Gabe Davis is still non-existent. They haven't been throwing the ball as much. I mean, I, they've been throwing to uh, Khalil Shakir. Like, I mean. So, he's got against the Cowboys and the Chiefs. Uh, he didn't have any. Games. He didn't have any. Any, any yards, catch, any yards, and he had three targets okay. within the same. Now against the Phillies, he Phillies. had tw- Phillies. Phillies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, against the Eagles. My bad. I saw the Philadelphia. So against the Eagles, he had twelve. He had six receptions for one hundred five. Wow. Denver, he had two for fifty six. Cincinnati, he had two targets for no yards, so he didn't catch any. Tampa Bay, he had nine for eighty-seven. Nice. Jacksonville, he had six for a hundred. Okay, so I mean, he's, he's had a couple of games. He did this, better than I this is the game, honestly. Like my expectations I feel like, are still higher. I feel like this is your normal Gabe Davis. He either gives you yeah, I, six for a hundred, or he either gives you two for twenty. Like there's, I literally feel he, like this is this with, is the Gabe Davis. I agree with a lot of what you just said. The six for a hundred or two for twenty. But those there's way too many goose eggs. In my opinion, there's a lot of goose eggs. In there. my opinion, Gabe Davis is Mike Williams. He either I, Mike I would Williams, say Mike that, Williams is. Yeah, and I'm saying he's Mike Williams in the aspect of he'll either give you six for a hundred because of the deep ball, or he'll either give you two for twenty or two for thirty, or like yeah. it's either you're, he's either going to give you over right about that. Or, yeah. You're right. Those. I expect bad games from Gabe Davis. I don't expect goose eggs, though. 
There's one goose egg in a season is like, hey, it happens to the best every once in a while. He's had three or four this year. He's that, what do you have more than two, bro? That's bad. In his defense, so in his defense, and I'll say this, and then we'll move on. In his defense, though, on those games, and maybe this isn't even a defense, but in the games where he's had goose eggs, his targets have been like nothing. two or three. Yeah. His targets have been nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's an excuse, yeah. but like that's another thing that you kind of have to talk about when it comes to Gabe Davis is. As a receiver, that would drive me up the wall. Having 12 targets one game, two targets the next game. Three targets this game, 15 targets this game. Like, how do you find a rhythm as a receiver? The only thing I would push back against that is a lot of the fantasy football stuff that I listen to, like in the offseason. I don't get to talk about any of my Well, yours yours are coming up. So the the reason I push back on that, a lot of the fantasy football stuff I listen to in the offseason they say, do you want to know how good a receiver is? Don't look at any stats that he gets other than his targets. His earned his, targets. His earned targets, it, that's how you know how good a receiver is. So if you're not earning targets, I mean, you, that means you're not doing your job. Like, it's that's, like that, that, I, I, I think that's a really – now, that's not a perfect measurement, but I, I think it's very reasonable. I, I'll, say, I'll say this, and then I'll move on. The only thing with that is – how are you not earning targets if some games you're getting 12? Now, if you're constantly staying at like between two to five, I get that and I'll give you that. Those, but those like, games, those games that he's getting like 10. Maybe targets, he's hot. Maybe he's got the high. Well, that may be partially true, but I think that has more how the defense is playing them. Because if the defense is playing ultra aggressively tight and doubling Stefan Diggs, that's when Gabe Davis is going to have a big game. Um, but if the defense isn't playing tight and doubling Stefan, then it just seems like Gabe Davis can't figure out how to win his matchup. I I, I don't know. It's it's, it's been we can talk about that for yeah. We'll move on. Uh, ben, you gave Bryce you gave Bryce Young two points. Yes, explain. I'm gonna smack you. The reason I gave Bryce Young two points, I even put this on the list, was not necessarily Bryce Young's fault. It, it's the team and the organization in general, but Bryce Young has been the disappointing aspect of it because he was the number one overall pick. Like, I don't personally blame Bryce Young, but he has to be on a disappointment list because he was taken with the number one overall pick, and despite how delusional the franchise was for this, they thought they were going to draft him and immediately be like, not necessarily contenders the first year, but they thought they were making the playoffs because they drafted him. That's what they traded to give away for him, and that is unfair expectations, but that's what he was drafted into. And, like, he has made the most out of his opportunities, but, I mean, I mean, so I saw a stat the other day that literally said of – quarterbacks being pressured like he has had the most accurate ball while being pressured that should be caught that just was dropped he's had the most out of yeah. any quarterback in the league so if that's, you're that's why i'm not he's not on my list i think if, he's done as good if as you're he could have. that small like his size was the problem of like why he might not go number one but he's being pressured he's getting hit every snap and he's still making the throws, and his team just isn't making a play for him. So, like, for me, it's not even Bryce Young's fault 
but the disappointment still falls on him because he was the number one overall pick. Like, he was drafted to be the savior, and there there is no savior for that franchise. But, unfortunately, yeah. that's going to fall on Bryce's shoulders. I would legitimately say if you Google, if, if you Googled or you talked to, like, a lot of analysts and you asked them who the biggest bust was, Bryce Young would be on every single list. I'm just not... I'm just, I guarantee it. I'm just, I can't put Bryce Young on my Are you talking about just quarterbacks? Or are you talking about all rookies? I'm saying probably all rookies. Quentin Johnson would be number one. I'm not saying, no, I'm not saying number one. I'm saying making the list. I'm not saying number one. I'm saying like, wait, Bryce, was Bryce Young your number one? You're talking. Oh, okay. okay. He was near. I just, I can't put Bryce on my list because maybe I refuse to. It's just because that team is so bad. Yeah. Like that, that team is so bad. It it neg- it negates it, in my opinion. It was just the trade in general. They could have Bryce a- Young could have been, and he might be a Hall of Fame, just absolute rock your world quarterback. That trade was awful. Like yeah. even even if you're getting Peyton Manning in that trade, I, it's an awful trade. I think like th- I really do think this. I think Bryce Young was drafted into the worst position of any quarterback in NFL history. Yeah. Of any quarterback in NFL history, he was in the, he's in the worst position ever. Yeah. Ever. And, and it's not getting better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't have a first-round mm-hmm. pick to fix it. Yeah. All right, moving on. I gave one point to Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I thought about putting Just because I had high oh, expectations shit. for him this year. I thought he was going to – and especially with the offensive talent he had around him, he had – Good receivers, a good tight end, not a terrible offensive line. Like I, I thought all the pieces were there to put up big numbers this year. Was he your MVP or was Justin Herbert your MVP? Justin Herbert. Okay. Uh, hmm. And Trevor Lawrence just he hasn't put up the numbers, but it's not just the numbers. He's he's missing. Yeah. He's missing specifically the red zone. Like, yeah. He's near strong. once they get close to the end zone, bro. He looks terrible. Yes. I, I, it's it's concerning. Um, he's not necessarily just been trash this year, but he's not been great either. So that's why he's on. He, I gave, I had to give him a point because because I I've been disappointed. So Ben, you gave Jerry Judy one point. Why? I I actually didn't have expectations for Jerry Judy, but I feel like a lot of the media talk the past two years has been Jerry Judy is going to take that step up. He's going to take a hold of this receiving core. Cortland Sutton's going to be the obvious two. Jerry Judy's going to step up and be that one. I always thought Cortland Sutton was the one in general. But last year, they both kind of got a pass for injuries and Russell Wilson just playing bad. This year, Russell Wilson's actually playing good. Cortland Sutton's balling out. Jerry Judy is nowhere to be found. Like, he, he has a few catches for, like, like, a few games I'm in for like three catches and like 30 yards. But that's, he was being hyped up to be the number one receiver for a Broncos team that was supposed to be competing for, against the Chiefs. And this year, they actually are competing against the Chiefs. And Jerry Judy literally is just non-existent. Like, at all. I don't even think he's their number two receiver as far as statistics. Like, he played bad, so. Right. All right. Well, that does it for our most disappointed list. Um, 
Obviously, we varied a lot. We had a lot of different names on there. Um, the person I'm most surprised to see on here at all, I, I, I expected Aaron Rodgers to be there because I figured that, that that's kind of a way that you guys were we asked go. about it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, did you ask about it too? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I would say that so if we're including honorable mentions, I think I'm most surprised to see Devontae Adams' name on here. I I, I thought about putting Devontae on my list too. because I did. But he... He's done. Actually, no. I'm more surprised to see Bryce Young's name. Not I, because Bryce. We all just understood what what the situation is. I'm yeah. more surprised to see Bryce Young's name than I did Devon. Bryce Young wasn't so. even. It's it's not even about Bryce Young. It, for yeah. me, it's almost the same situation as the Aaron Rodgers thing. Like yeah. it's not even necessarily about Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Like it's just the situation in general gotcha. and what was expected and what's happening. Like. The expectation was unfair on him in general, but it's just. By the way, the uh, our fourth party gave his top five kind of as tiebreakers for us. Ten points to Quentin Johnson, Johnston. So we that was kind of nine points to Alexander Madison, eight points to Najee Harris, seven points to Justin Herbert. To be fair. I'm pretty sure the only game he watched Justin Herbert play was the Cowboys game. <laughs> so so that's that makes sense. Uh, um, I mean, Justin Herbert. I thought about which, putting him on my list. They, Justin on. Herbert had some games he balled out. This is this is part of my thing with Justin Herbert, too. You can somewhat give him a pass because he's been playing through injuries and some of his receivers have been hurt. But that's literally it's been his whole career, and people are still talking like he's an elite. Like, yeah. at some point, you have to downgrade him a little bit for always being injured. Like, even if it's just Has some had, broken fingers. I don't like. I don't think he's had an injury history before this year. He literally he, he played with broken ribs last year. Yeah, dude. But he still, he played, and he had injured fingers last year too. He played well, like with it, though. Like I, I, I mean, at some point, you have to downgrade a guy that. Is just Here's, always hurt. This is something that Justin Herbert's a guy to keep an eye on next year because he messed up his finger. I think it was his index finger, the the most recent one he just messed up. Yeah, and he had surgery on it. When you have whatever ever, whatever body part you have surgery on, it messes with your nerve endings. It messes for the rest of your life. The nerves on that area are never going to feel the same ever again. Ever. It doesn't matter how well you rehab. The nerves are gone. They're not there anymore. So for the, that to be on his finger, on his throwing hand, that's something to keep an eye on because those nerves aren't coming back. So he may not be able to spin the ball the same way. I don't know. We'll, we'll find uh, out next year. I would say, I hope for his sake. Like, no. I hope for his sake he can. A lot of like that comes so off the easy. middle finger, though, I feel but like. Yes. It's still very important. Yeah. And he, he injured his middle finger, too, this year. He yeah. fractured. I mean, no, I, not fractured. I thought that was last year that he hurt his finger, middle finger. He hurt two different fingers this year too. The one that he's been had wrapped up. Anyway, we we need to we need to move on. Yeah. But, and he he only he gave six points to Kadarius Tony. So, uh, so anyway, that's a lot of the same names that we had on our list. So, but anyway, I think we had, I think that was a pretty reasonable list of names there for for us to be disappointed in. Next Someone, week we're going to do a list on most surprisingly good players, like some players that are surprising us with how well they're doing. Someone so, I'm surprised didn't make this list. I don't really think any of us had 
high expectations for him, and it kind of just fit in with the Jets thing in general, was Dalvin Cook. Cause, oh, God. Uh, I just didn't he, have the expectations. He's, he's trash. Mean, yeah, he looks like he shouldn't be on an NFL team. So. No, yeah, he's bad. All right, we're going to wrap this. I'll, I'll throw one more name out really, really quick that crossed my mind, but it was one of those things, this situation, too. I actually thought about putting Garrett Wilson on my list. But Garrett Wilson's I, been amazing. Well, and yeah, that that's the thing. Like I was more I of the, I was more of the expect. It was more of the expectations. Like you literally he's said he was going to lead the league in receptions and and receptions. Yeah, he's not he's not done that. But so like, if yeah, you like, watched him play, dude's been balling. I didn't say he was going to put. He was going to be my top, but I just that was kind of like somebody that it crossed. Yeah. You would have gotten slapped if that name was on there. That dude is. I wish I would have. That dude has list. looked like maybe the best receiver in the NFL. That I wish I would have put him as big like. If you watch highlights of him, he has looked like Megatron. Honestly, like he really has. I think based on I, I think based, I think based on eye test, I think he's looked better than any receiver in the NFL this year. One hundred percent. I really feel that way. He's been in some of the catches that he has made. He's made. He's made really good catches. I mean, dude. I mean, just fantastic. The thing is, is he's not dropping the easy stuff. Like it, mm-hmm. it's there's no drop. He's consistent with the amazing stuff. Yeah, like he's consistent. That, that's my thing with George Pickens. I actually talked about this a while. Like George Pickens also has those amazing plays, but he makes every play more difficult. Like George Pickens tries to make the play more difficult so it looks cooler. Yeah, Garrett Wilson does what he needs to do to catch the ball. If it's just a simple yeah. catch, he's just going to catch it. If it's an insane catch, he's going to contort his body to try to go catch the ball. And he's going to catch say it. I was going like, to put him on my list, guys. I just said he crossed my mind. The fact that the it best, crossed your mind the, is stupid. The best mind. example of what you're saying was week one against the Bills. In the, right? the corner where yeah. he, he didn't make it pretty. He didn't do like a one-handed just snag out of the air like Odell Beckham style. He was like, dude, I'm stuck one-on-one and I'm getting pass interfered with here. I'm just going to smack this ball forward away from this guy and then I'm going to go catch it after I hit it forward. Like he doesn't care if it looks pretty or not. He's just going to make the play. Yeah. And he's fantastic. Anyway, we're going to wrap this episode up with drafting our three teams for the teams that are not going to win the Super Bowl. I have the first pick this oh, week. Yeah, I forgot we about We haven't talked about our uh, bets yet. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll finish up with that, actually. So, my pick, I, I get to go first this week. I'm picking a team that got eliminated this week and is still not on any of our teams, the New York Jets. Boom. Automatic. Ben, uh, you're next up. Who you got? Shoot. I completely forgot we were doing this, and yeah, my phone totally really forgot. Oh. I gotta look at some teams real quick. So I know there's some other teams that got taken, eliminated. Can't take any of those teams. Gosh, bro. My team consists of the Bears, Patriots, Chargers, and Jets. So Jets were my fourth pick. Ben's three teams, as of right now, are Panthers, Cardinals, Commanders, and Tanner's three teams are Titans, Giants, Raiders. Hey, so, let me see that list one more time. I think I may have my team. So, Ben, I, I got my who's team. your fourth pick? All right. All right. We are going to go. Don't take him. Don't take him. Don't take him. With. Don't take him. I'll smack you. I don't know who you're telling me not to take. I don't think there is another team eliminated from playoff convention right now. There's one that's close. There's a, several that are close. Yeah. Let me see this. Oh, dang it, Tanner, you already took the Raiders. Yes, sir, I did. Sure. 
Uh, teams that are not going to win the Super Bowl. So that does make yeah, it a little bit easier. Them. Yeah. I mean, they can make the playoffs and, and it's still fine. They just, teams that are not going to win the Super Bowl. Henry took the Giants. Jerk. He's going to take my team now because I took all his. Yeah. And I yes, mean, I took honestly. the Titans, Ben. <laughs> Hurry up, Oh, ben. my gosh. Gracious. I mean, all of the teams are taken, bro. Um... Every team left is in the playoff race, technically. Yep, so. Come on, Ben, let's go. Hold on, I'm trying to make sure they're not taken. Oh, my gosh. I am going to go with... Don't do it. Don't do it. The Minnesota Vikings. (laughs) See that link. I knew he was going to. Uh, dang it, bro. All right. Um, I'm going to take. Dude, all the teams that are left at this point are like, I mean, they're in the playoff right now. Legit. I have. So I have next week's right. The first pick next week. Yeah, you'll have the first pick next week, except for the bye. So. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to take the Colts. Colts. Yeah. All right. I think, that's I think, that's I think good, that was the next pick. That's a good, yeah. that's a good pick. Yeah. The only reason I went with the Vikings over them is because the Vikings are in the NFC. They're not the new Eagles. And I don't even like the Cowboys, but they don't have a chance of beating the Cowboys either. So. All right. Uh, how many bests did you guys make? Two. I just made one. Did you do... Like other New Year two picks, the ones that are in the pod parlay, Tanner? Uh, or, or are they different? No, they're different. Okay, so what what were they? Uh, oh, you want it now? Okay. Yeah, I want it now. So, oh, he wants it now. Okay. <laughs> so wow, I got a four leg parlay. Uh, I pick. They're all money lines. I pick the Bengals money line. Well, I need to hang on. I need to go out to where I can actually show you who they're playing. Go ahead. Go ahead and go okay. first, friend. So, other outside of our pod parlay, I did one pick. I did a three-leg parlay, and I combined two different sports. I did a college football and two college basketball. I did – one of the games is going on right this second, so sorry, listeners, you don't get to add in on this. Uh, but I did Alabama at against Arizona college basketball. I had Alabama plus seven and a half points. They're currently winning 50-43 to 43 with 16 minutes to go. So that's looking pretty good. Uh, tomorrow, college basketball, I have Louisville plus 14.5 against Kentucky. I just don't think John Calipari is going to destroy Kenny Payne. I think he's going to allow Kenny Payne. Like, he's not going to obliterate him. He, I think he's going to allow Kenny like, Payne to exit with some sort of dignity here. Because Kenny Payne's getting fired after this game, okay? It, it's going to happen. So, and he's friends, so he's just—he's not going to destroy him. And then my college football bet is on Saturday bowl game: Utah against Northwestern. I have Utah minus six and a half. Also, if that happens, that means I would also win my season-long bet for Utah at plus eight and a half wins, because that would be their ninth win. So I need that for the season-long bet and this bet. So let's go Utah. All right, Tanner, what were yours? Oh, by the way, $1 only wins me $7.
You just put a dollar on that? Yeah, I do. Okay. So I picked uh, the Bengals' money line against the Steelers. I picked the Bills' money line against the Chargers. I picked the Packers. Are these these just all individual bets? Parlay. Oh, one Uh, parlay. One parlay. What was it? Start over again? Sorry. So it was the Bengals' money line against the Steelers. It was the Bills' money line against the Chargers. Bills' money line against the Chargers. What was that? What was that spread? What was the plus minus? I'm trying to make money. Minus what? Minus 800. Minus 800. Minus 800. So for people that don't know betting that well, you would have to put $800 down. To win one hundred dollars, yes, that's what minus eight hundred yeah. is. That is yeah. ridiculous. What a trying to make money. What a waste of time. Taylor. And it's an easy pick, bro. Okay. And then I pick the Packers uh, money line against the Panthers, and then I pick the Cowboys money line against the Dolphins. Okay. Um, and then five dollars wins me twenty four dollars. All right, Tan- uh, Ben. What were yours? What was? Well, you only did one. Yeah. Okay. I have. The Cleveland Browns minus two and a half points against the Texans. As of I know, the uh, CJ Stroud is still out. That is confirmed. But I'm pretty sure Tank Dell and Nico Collins both still aren't playing either. Well, Tank Dell has a broken leg, so yeah, he's well, definitely not playing. And I don't think Nico <laughs> Collins is playing either. Yeah. He's gonna put and the team on his back. He <laughs> plays, bro. <laughs> I mean, Darren Shockley. <laughs> We had to shout that out at some point. Cleveland Browns defense is still if one of, if not the best in the league. And Joe Flacco, even though he did turn the ball over a bunch last week, he still played decently. So like I just think the Cleveland Browns are going to walk honestly I wish I would have done an alternate spread to be on like I, I feel that confidently about you this. Be right. But yeah. um that that's the only one I have. Okay. And our pod parlay, well, what were your two picks for our pod parlay, Tanner? It was. I've got them in front of me right here if you want me to say them. It was Jacksonville Moneyline and Cowboys. So Jacksonville Moneyline at Buccaneers and Cowboys Moneyline at Dolphins. Yeah. Okay. Uh, My two picks were Utah minus six and a half against Northwestern in the bowl game and under 44 and a half total points. With the Colts at Falcons game. I just don't see very many points being scored in that game. So, 44.5 is not a small number either, by the way. That's that's higher than average when it, when I looked at the rest of the games this week. So, um, anyway, I feel, I feel pretty good about that one. All right, Ben, over your two. I have the Washington Commanders money line against the Jets, which they are underdogs in that game. So, it's plus 142. And then I have the Packers minus four and a half against the Carolina Panthers. Um, for every reason that we just talked about, Bryce Young, um, the Panthers are absolute trash. Somehow the Falcons managed to lose last week against them. Um, Ritter was somehow. That's that's how. The facts. I think the Packers are going to win by at least a touchdown, but I okay. just went with four and a half just because that's what the spread was. Okay. So. One dollar wins us sixty-four dollars and fifty-eight cents. So, come on, we got to get one of these at some point, boys. Got to, got to get it. I had an off week last week. Yeah, you did. You did. It's okay. We won't butcher you. That was actually the first time I've missed one in like three weeks. So That's y'all true. get off my. That's back. true. That's true. I've been killing. All right, we've been going on way too long. We're gonna end it right there. We'll talk to you guys on maybe not Monday. Monday's Christmas. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll see you on Monday. We gonna come into a Christmas part, a Christmas Christmas episode.
Christmas yeah. pod special. There's there's three games on Christmas Day as well. We might in, uh, Do you work that Tuesday, Tanner? Tuesday? Yeah, uh, yeah, I work every Tuesday. Tuesday morning though? Not Tuesday morning. I mean, I'll be work. Yeah. Well, I mean, if y'all want to do the podcast at like midnight, I'm totally no. It'll have to be after. Actually, it probably has to be around twelve. Some point next. See you guys. See you guys later. Bye.